Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. So today is letter three of the screw tape letters, and I hope that you guys have enjoyed the first two letters. It's just, it's so insightful, all of them. So I'm going to jump right into letter three today, and the object of this letter is to get the patient, which is us as humans, annoyed at his mother. And the chapter starts out with him talking about prayer and how the patient is going to start praying, and now that he's converted to a Christian, he's going to start these habits. And he talks about how God will be working on getting him to realize how he treats his mom and to start thinking about how he's speaking to her and those kinds of things. And so Screwtape is telling Wormwood, which is the older demon teaching the younger demon, to make sure that the patient believes that being a Christian is grand and super spiritual and really advanced and make him think it's just this And it is an awe-inspiring, amazing thing, but it's not so grand that we can't grasp it in our hands. He goes on to talk about when he prays for his mom, get him to pray for her actions that annoy him. It's super interesting, this whole chapter on about prayer, how he's praying, what he's praying. Get him to pray for her, but his prayers don't affect how he treats her. So he's just praying for her, in a grand sort of way, like, Lord, I pray for my mother. And it's not in a way that changes how he treats her and his attitude towards her, the tone of his voice. So this chapter, he breaks it down with just numbers. There's like step one, step two, step three, step four. So I'm going to read step three to you guys out of the book. So it starts out, when two humans have lived together for many years, it usually happens that each has tones of voice and expressions of face, which are almost unendurably irritating to the other. Work on that. Bring fully into the consciousness of your patient that particular lift of his mother's eyebrows, which he learned to dislike in the nursery, and let him think how much he dislikes it. Let him assume that she knows how annoying it is and does it to annoy. If you know your job, he will not notice the immense improbability of the assumption. And of course, never let him suspect that he has tones and looks which similarly annoy her. As he cannot see or hear himself, this is easily managed. Now that is so interesting. It's saying, make sure there's a double standard. Make sure that everything the patient says should be taken at face value, but that his mother should be taken with the most oversensitive interpretation of her words and her tone. Isn't that so true? Man, we all do that. I do this all the time, especially with my husband. I'm coming at him with a question or we're having a conversation and there's that one look, there's that one tone, there's the one thing that they say and it just sets you off and you think they did that on purpose or they're intentionally trying to hurt me. And it's not true at all. That's just a lie that we're believing and they're literally just talking. They're feeling the same way that you do is that they're coming innocently to this conversation. And that's the thing. 
it goes on to talk about the step four to talk about how they need to feel that they're quite innocent. Like the mother and the son each are feeling that they're the innocent one and the other person is the problem. It goes on to talk about in the number four, I'm going to read this part to you. Once this habit is well established, you have the delightful situation of a human saying things with the express purpose of offending and yet having a grievance when offense is taken. So you get into this back and forth about being oversensitive to the person and you interpret their tone and their context and you suspect that they're doing it on purpose. And then the other person, they feel offended and it's just this cycle and that that's what they're trying to do, especially with someone that you're close to, like a mother or a spouse or a sibling or a best friend. It just, it's mind blowing. Once this habit is well established, you have the delightful situation of a human saying things with the express purpose of offending and yet having a grievance when offense is taken. It's crazy. It's such a trap that we all fall into. And believing that people are saying something maliciously or offensively or accusatory, they may have the best intentions in the world but we take it as offensive. We are oversensitive about it. And that's just, that's not how people are really trying to be. I mean, when you say things to people, you're not trying to be accusatory or you're not trying to offend them or hurt them or anything like that. And yet we take that position so much of they are trying to hurt me with their words. And it's not true at all. It's the same thing when we're saying things to people. We're asking some someone something out of love Maybe it's something hard to ask, and that person takes it as an attack or an offense. It's such a trap. Like, learning to assume the best instead of the worst is one of the hardest things that we have to do in life. It's a habit. It's a habit that we all have to build, and we have to undo the habit of offense. I mean, especially in this last two years, but there's been so many more things to be offended about, and yet we're supposed to come at people with love and come into situations with tender devotion with a a cherishing and loving tone and thought process attitude all of the things the really hard things in acts 24 paul is talking and he's talking about a trial for this guy felix and the Verse before, 24.15 says, And my hope is in God, the same hope that even my accusers have embraced, the hope of a resurrection from the dead of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Verse 16 is what I want us to focus on. That's why I seek with all my heart to have a clean conscience toward God and towards others. I just like that verse where it says, That's why I seek with all my heart to have a clean conscience towards God and towards others. That's the main thing that we need to do is focus on having a clean conscience towards people, not walking into situations with already predetermined thoughts that they're going to have, things that they're going to say, whether how they're going to be, how they're going to act. When we walk into situations like that, it people can feel that and it puts on a front and then it's way harder to connect with that person, to have vulnerability and for them to be honest and you to be honest with them and trust them. Romans 14, 13 says, so stop being critical and condemning of other believers, but instead determine to never deliberately cause a brother or sister to stumble and fall because of your actions. It also says in the commentary that I like, it says, as believers, our one tradition 
must be to love and not offend by deliberate actions that demonstrate insensitivity to others. The overarching message Paul brings in Romans 14 is that we are obligated to walk in love and not put our preferences above love's calling to honor others. So honor one another and cherish one another and go in with a clear conscience when you pray about someone, when you speak with someone, when you're thinking about someone, you know, especially with the people in your household and the ones you're closest to. Those are the ones that it's easiest for the enemy to deter you from having good thoughts about because he doesn't want unity. He wants disunity. We have to see the good first before believing that their intentions aren't pure. We have to believe the best in people. The book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, it's like one of the top people skills books. And he talks about that, like seeing the good in people, not seeing the bad, and believing the best in people. So that's the main overall theme of letter three is watch your prayers, watch your thoughts, because the enemy wants you to believe that people don't have your best intentions and that they're trying to aggravate you, they're trying to annoy you, and to be oversensitive about things. And we don't have to live that way. We can live in a way knowing that my mom wants the best for me and my husband wants the best for me. And the way that they're speaking to me is not malicious and they're not making a certain face to tick me off. (laughs) It's all unintentional. And if it isn't, well, then you can have a conversation with that person. And I really liked what uh, my pastor and his wife said one time. They were sharing about their relationship. And she shared about how she says, I'm assuming that you're saying this. And he says, that's not what I'm saying at all. And that made so much sense to me when they said that's how to communicate, especially during during an argument. Like, something's can get misinterpreted really fast, especially when you get heated. And so just knowing like, okay, this person has my best intention in mind. They would never personally want to hurt me. And I know that. And so I'm going to walk into this with a clear conscience, walk in it with love, knowing this person loves me and I love them. And I want to walk in that and not be trapped in this lie that they don't have my best intention at heart. So yeah, so that's letter three, and we will get to letter four tomorrow, but I hope you guys have enjoyed it, and um, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring, like I say, because it's already inside of you, and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, Please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.